Welcome to Crave the Book Podcast, episode 17. In today's episode, we're going to be covering chapters 56 through 61 of Tracy Wolf's Crave series. And we are actually in some of the very, very final chapters of the book. In fact, we expect to finish Crave in our next episode. So because of that, we've decided to host a giveaway in this episode, which we will discuss how to enter towards the beginning of the episode. So guys, without further ado, let's get started. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 17. And this is going to be probably our, our holiday episode since it's going to be Christmas in just a few days, right, Amber? Right, right, right? Christmassy? We need some like, yeah, we need like jingle bell sounds. Like, yes, some sound effects. We do. Jingle, jingle, jingle. jingle. I, I, I was going to suggest like a reindeer, like a caribou. And then I was like, I realized that they just go. <laughs> 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 Why? Do, what is with the animal noises? Always suggesting the animal noises. <laughs> because Grace keeps hearing them outside the school. <laughs> oh, guys. Um, Today we're going to be ch- covering chapters 56 through uh, 61. We are right at the end of Crave. There's only going to be one more Crave episode after this. And then in the new year, we're going to be switching over to Crush. We didn't plan it that way, but that's kind of how things uh ended up. So yeah, we're, we're actually going to be hosting a giveaway this episode though. And I'm sure that you guys have probably seen it on social. Hopefully that's why you're listening today because we're going to be giving away some fabulous prizes. Those are going to be posted on our Instagram at Crave Series Aesthetic. And you'll also, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I will put those prizes up on the screen. Um, but we're going to be giving away some exclusive Crave themed merch that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else because we we do not sell it. We only give it away. And uh, yeah, guys, if you want to enter, all you need to do is take a picture of the Crave podcast screen or take a screenshot uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify or take a selfie of yourself in front of your computer screen just so we can see that you are currently listening to the podcast. And then I want you to post that on Instagram on your timeline using the hashtag Crave, uh, what was it? Crave Holiday. The crave Christmas. Crave, cra- you want to do Crave Let's do Crave Podcast Christmas. Yes. Okay. Not that Cravemas. Cravemas. Crave. We'll just do Crave Crave Podcast Christmas. Make sure that you spell <laughs> it out. Don't do Xmas. Um, or we might not find it. And not to be uninclusive to the other holidays, but there's a little bit of an alliteration there and it's easy to remember. Crave Podcast Christmas. Crave Podcast Christmas. Um Yeah, so guys, we'll be picking a winner at random on the 28th for this awesome bundle of goodies. So that's some fun for the holidays. Uh, A couple other little things before we get into the episode. I have been posting some fun ASMR tracks on our YouTube channel exclusively. We would really like to be able to uh, monetize that channel someday. So even if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, make sure that you hop over to our YouTube channel. All you got to do is search Crave the Book Podcast, subscribe to the channel, and there's going to be some exclusive content there, including our ASMR series, which just gives you some nice background noises to listen to while you read or sleep. I think I'm going to do a Christmas Eve one, though. We normally post those on Sunday, yes. but 
Yay. Yay. I want to do like a Yule I love log. listening to them. I just wish that there was like a on repeat, like a loop button on YouTube because that would be great. I'm going to – is I'm putting them all in a playlist and after we have a couple episodes together – It'll be a couple hours worth of content. Right now, it's one hour total because we've got what some crazy, crazy fool could put them all in chronological order based on the books as well. <gasps> I guess we could do that. That's that's some, and then even have some repetitions as well. Every time they leave the castle and trudge through the snow, it's another <laughs> walk. <laughs> and then if you read it at just the right speed, it'll line up perfectly. Oh. <laughs> well that that is for somebody who has way too much time on their hands and that is not me clearly me oh. clearly me <laughs> like that is that is not me that is not me at all i will make them you order them how about that <laughs> um but guys if you're listening for the first time if this is your first time hanging out with us since this is a giveaway episode and i know that we usually get more listeners on those uh there is a special sound that you're gonna want to listen out for in the event that you haven't finished the full Crave series up through Covet. So, Amber, do you want to tell them what that sound is? So, if you listen really, really carefully towards the latter end of our podcast, we try and keep it half and half, but we do really, really poorly at time management. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is towards the latter half of the podcast episodes. There will be a quick howl from a wolf. Uh, Sounds like this and that will mean that we've moved from our episodic chapter reveal of of what's going on in the book right now and we'll go into fan theories for like the entire series so if you haven't read crush cover or caught even if you've because this could also be listened to in the future um make sure to tune out just in case we give you some spoilers because we really don't want to (laughs) we want to we want to spoil christmas for you we we accidentally do leak some things out though so if you really are like starting brand new fresh with the series i would just beware we're silly sometimes we try not to we Uh, really do yeah and it's usually ones that definitely have been leaked already by people. And unless you've been living under a crave-shaped rock, um, <laughs> you will not know that. Yeah, it's uh, they're pretty obvious ones that we seem to leak out a lot. But we are coming to the very, very end of Crave. So hopefully the one that we're really, really struggling with will almost be over. Yes, Absolutely. All right, guys. So starting our chapter, um, last episode, we talked about Grace and Jackson. They went up into the Aurora Borealis and danced in the Northern Lights. And then they went back to Jackson's room and had some tea that Leah had conveniently left. And then Jackson bit Grace willingly, consensually, except then he started taking some blood, more blood than he should have. And Grace got woozy Jackson goes feral, tells Grace to run, and then Leah arrives and shoots Jackson. And Grace is laying on the ground, freaking out, and Jackson is also laying on the ground, freaking out. So that's where we left off, cliffhanger much. Um, So first thing that I noticed, reading the very first chapter that we started with, I believe it was 56, yes, uh, was the chapter title, uh, Vampire Girl Gone Wild. That's one hell of a chapter title. Amber, I don't know if in, because in the UK, like nudity on camera isn't 
that we discovered when Amber came to the U.S. and hung out with us. Apparently, that's not a taboo here. So it probably isn't as taboo to see, like, boobs on TV. But late at, no. late at night, especially, like, on Comedy Central and on some of the, you know, the comedy channels, we would get the ads for Girls Gone Wild DVDs and, like, this tropical music would play. And then these girls would, like, flash their boobs and you could buy the box set of just girls going wild and i was just like this is a, <laughs> so this is a- so we definitely had that back back when tv was um there was only like the five channels okay where like you you, you had like the communal tv there was no streaming yeah um yeah th- that definitely was something that would play at like 3 a.m yeah yeah um, yeah but uh so, as soon as like streaming became available and you could decide which channel to watch then certain channels <laughs> channel four <laughs> channel four um uh they started going a bit a bit beyond the norm in the documentaries that they chose to put on the on the screen so um yeah you you would never ever 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 see see boobs or hear swearing on like the bbc channels because they're all very like received pronunciation and very yeah. much like the queen could be watching at any given moment because <laughs> um, that's be what watching. she does <laughs> I'd like to think she's definitely watching Channel 4 because she likes to watch my weird fetish and my threesome diaries and things like that. I definitely think she watches the undateables. Definitely. Oh, no. These are shows that we just, they would not be acceptable in the United States. Um, I, I can't believe you don't have an equivalent of Come Dine With Me. We don't have Come it. Dine With Me is the most sarcastic tea party ever. It's amazing. You go around to four different people's houses, who you hate, and they'll cook you a dinner and you just pick it apart in a taxi on the way home. <laughs> no, we have no equivalent. Um yeah, I just, I, I don't know, that chapter title, I was like, I wonder if, like, the younger, like, the actual demographic for these books is, like, ages 14 to, I think it was, like, 18? I was like, does a 14-year-old understand that reference? Is that, I mean, I'm sure that they've heard of it, but do they, anyway, I would not, I would I mean, not, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I, like, I was like, oh, Vampire gone, Girl Gone Wild is one hell of a chapter title, and I was like, what? So? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was that was weird. Anyway, that was a really long intro to our first note, but apologies. I just I thought it was funny. Hopefully you guys thought it was funny too. Um yeah, oh next note is from you though. Yes. Um so she is she's gone all levels. Leah has gone all levels of abusive ex. Like the way that she's talking to Grace is very much like a you wouldn't feel like this if you had done what you were just supposed to and you made me do this and wake up when you wake up in the morning with a huge headache, just remember you chose this. This is your fault. Um very much like that. And then it's always followed by like violence or um knocking her out. And I was like wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, I where did this come from? Yeah, she, I knew that she was. I knew that she was horrible, but I didn't realize that she was actually psychotic in the way that she could manipulate people into believing that what she's doing is is their fault. I mean, she she wasn't very good at it because Grace didn't believe that any of that was her fault. <laughs> yeah, no, Leo. Leo was it, was. it was just. It was odd. It was odd to like somebody who was like inviting her round to go for like tea parties and manicures and like slumber party kind of thing and then all of a sudden this is your fault and then slaps her (laughs) (laughs) kick she kicked her like in the face (laughs) yeah um 
And then Grace wakes up on, on a stone table with her arms bound and she can't move anything but her toes and her fingers and her head back and forth. And I was just like, <laughs> kinky. <laughs> um, but she's in, she's in like some, I'm, a, I'm like envisioning some little like cotton, you know, some little ceremonial nightgown type thing. Um, did Leah get her naked? Did Leah strip her down, change her into a little, a little nighty and put her on the, I mean, that was, that was how it read. That's, ooh, there's, <laughs> I did, I did have ideas of her like actually in manacles up against the wall. So the way that I was reading it, it sounded as if she was being like shackled to the wall. Oh. And then she, and then it was like, oh, well, she's on a table. And I was like, oh, I completely missed that as a <laughs> as a as an imagery to follow yeah i pictured her like i pictured the room like dark except for one beam of light for, from a mysterious hole in the ceiling conveniently like shining down on there's the a, table but she looks around there's a circular saw yeah there's a circular saw between her legs yeah. slowly <laughs> inching away through the cut in her half yeah and uh, well why why <laughs> Why is this table in the school? Because it's obviously already got the shackles on it. Why is this in the school with the children? Is it to help werewolves transition? That that I, you know, that's 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 a good point. Like maybe like you know, when when they need to restrain a student who literally is going completely feral, like for the first time, that would make sense. Except there are giant vases of blood everywhere. And that's not, okay, that's not how you store blood. You got to put a lid on those. So unless those are just there conveniently for this, this ceremony that Leah has going on, what, I don't understand, is it, is the room cold because they're storing the blood in the room? Even so, you need to have a lid on that. That's not how blood stores. And bl blood gets stinky within a couple hours. I don't know if you've ever been around just a volume of blood but it stinks very, very badly in a, in a very short <laughs> so amount I, of time. I did some maths. <laughs> oh, God. So she says that there are two dozen three-foot vases, or vases, however you say it, of blood. Okay. And I was like, okay, how many gallons is that? <laughs> and how many people have bled out <laughs> for that to be a thing? I think I did my maths wrong, though, because this gave me, like, three cubic feet. So, let's just round down the numbers a bit. <laughs> so, per vase, at, at three feet of a vase, uh, but this was, this was cubic, so we need to just round it down, was 52.88 gallons. Okay. So, Guess how many gallons are in a human body? Like five? 1.3 oh god so there's like categorically there is more than one human in that vase how you how because okay. I, I i did <laughs> i did the i did the math for like two dozen three cubic feet of, of vases and it was 700 976.23 humans what about okay so if they're drinking mostly animal blood how many gallons of blood are in like a cow I don't know. I didn't do that math. I'm going to Google it real quick. Move move, move <laughs> on to the next note. I'm going to Google how many gallons of blood in a cow. 
Because I just thought, I was like, how many, how many things have bled out <laughs> for them to have, A, this storage of blood, or B, this sacrifice? Okay, there, um, there are 36 to 39 liters of blood, or 9.5 to 10.3 gallons. So approximately 10 gallons of blood in a cow, which could be the largest possible animal I think that they would be getting blood from for students. Because they, yep. they say animal, but they never specify what kind. And we we know that there is fifty gallons in this this one three foot vase. But then I th I think that this is three three foot by three foot. So unless it's tall and skinny, I'm picturing like a like a decorative, almost like those pretty wine um, like decanters, but tall. Yeah, there's definitely a cow in it. There's definitely, there's definitely a cow. At in least that. A, there's at least one cow's worth of blood. In each vase. What, and there's two dozen of them. What would be worse? So Grace, her her legs are all cut up from being bound to the table. And she kicks one of those over and it gets all over her. What would be worse? Having human, uh, having 10 humans blood in your open wound or one cow? The blood of one cow. Cow cows, the cows have HIV. Okay. Humans could have HIV. Exactly. Um, I'm also concerned that they might not have gone for a cow because they might that might have been a really difficult way of getting an animal into the Alaska. So they might have gone for something small like lemmings. Can you imagine <laughs> how many lemmings that would be? Oh, you'd be able to make like a little, you know, like those little like moleskin rugs. <laughs> it's like a lemming. Just take, lemmings. Do you have Capri Suns? <laughs> yes. Take a, take a little lemming and just <laughs> stick it with a straw like a Capri Sun. No, no! Oh my God, we're going off Poor the lemmings. We're going off the rails already. We're starting this episode strong, and I know we got new listeners here because it's a it's a giveaway episode. Oh, guys, it get yeah. it only gets worse from here. It only gets worse. There is there is at least forty humans in that room <laughs> that died, <laughs> or 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 six thousand lemmings. Well, the 40, the forty humans was my calculation for a single vase, but that might obviously was three three by three, which is it's not really a vase. That's that's more like a box, a bucket, got like an Amazon box of blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's like I don't know if you've ever worked in um in like a restaurant, but for the soft drinks, it comes in a box. It's like a bag in a box, and then you load the whole box into the um into the fountain dispenser. And then it mixes with water, and the and it you know makes the makes the soda come out of the fountain. But yeah, that's you can load them do up. Do you have Do you have boxed wine? Yes, <laughs> just those, just those sitting everywhere. The cheap boxes of wine. You got to twist the little twisty knob off. Yeah, like a little tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you wait, Grace. It's about to get real bad. One second. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh man, I've lost my place. You um, you forgot the uh, for the first time since coming to Cat Mirror Academy. I wish I had some supernatural powers of my own, namely the power to break through rope. Ha ha! You cannot contain me. I am Rope Girl with the power to break any tether. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that she could have been a bit like Mouse Girl and just nibbled through them. <laughs> She's got super long fingernails. I 
I am where at. <laughs> She's hear me squeak. I she could just be one of the, she could be um stretchy like the uh like the Incredibles mom. She just stretches and mm-hmm. like makes her arm super thin so it slips out. I can think of a million better superpowers to get out of the rope than to be able to break rope. Maybe she just do you even lift, bro? Like she needs to just go to the <laughs> gym, do some reps, bro. Break that rope. Do you even bro. rope, bro? Do you even <laughs> rope, bro? Yeah. Okay, where rats are no joke. You could, you can do, you can, you can eat through anything. You can swim, um, um, and that's it. You can have many, many babies. <laughs> um, I, I think <laughs> you're me- very, very agile. You, you can climb things, and you can pull people's hair and make them cook. Um, just you know, there are many abilities of a where rat. <laughs> oh no i can't i can't accept cleaning they're very clean they're very clean they just smell somehow because they because they pee rat urine (laughs) rat urine i mean everything pees but it's like it smells because it pees (laughs) (laughs) they they yeah rat rat i've i've been like i have lived in the ghetto and i've had rats i have lived that low in my life and yeah it's it's stinky this this is a lesson to all of you you can do better no matter what no matter how bad your situation is things can you could you could be better than wear rat (laughs) you can be better than wear rat um would you rather have 52 gallons of blood spilled on you or 52 gallons of rat pee blood (laughs) <laughs> blood <laughs> hands down <laughs> blood i don't give i don't care where it came from i don't it, here's the thing if you would have just said no uh, that's that's a lie that that's that's even worse i was gonna say if you would have just said pee and i wouldn't have known that it's rat maybe the odds would be more even because I, you didn't specify what type of blood but no if you just said pee that's even worse because i'm like it was <laughs> is it people pee <laughs> it's all bad yeah this this, this should have been our fan poll of the day <laughs> <laughs> wait wait let me add it no <laughs> they'll have no idea <laughs> until tomorrow <laughs> you carry on with the next step can, i'm gonna add it can you can you put siri just put the text serious podcast question above it so they have at least a tiny bit of um context okay i'll do that i'll do it i'll do it you you okay. you, you go wild with the next point <laughs> Star- starla girl gone wild um so grace is able to get out of her tether and she's able to get out into the hallway um because flint Changes into a dragon, flies toward her, grabs her by the arm, digs his talons into her. And, you know, first time reading this, I was like, oh, cool. Flint's here to save her. This is, they're going to make him seem super scary. And then he's going to swoop in and then he's going to grab her and then he's going to save her. And then she's like, except he's puncturing my bicep. And then I was like, okay, maybe he, when he's a dragon, he can't control himself. Maybe he's, you know, kind of feral. He doesn't have a lot of control over his mind. Except then he turns into a freaking person and starts beating her head in the wall. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I don't know. But, um, my, my thing is I, I had a picture of what these 
uh, tunnels looked like in my head because we've, we've been in them several times throughout the book. We've, we've, you know, had the description of them. I've got it in my head. But then Flint comes, who I'm imagining is a very large dragon, right? And we get confirmation that he's a large dragon in the second book as well. He's big. Um, if he's that big, how big is the hallway to accommodate not just his wingspan, but the ability for him to flap those wings to be able to fly? Because even if he's yep. just gliding, he's still going to need the ability to actually gather wind or wind under those wings and get a good flap in to to keep that distance. It's just wings are. He also like with with like the theory of flight, which he which is his favorite favorite topic as well. Um, he wouldn't be able to get any wind resistance because there 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 can't be that much draft down there. No. Um. And there's there's no hot air, or it's, it would probably all be cold as well. So he wouldn't really be able to to go up much. He would literally just be kind of floating. Yeah, I'm like like a blimp. <laughs> like you know, I mean, you were in my basement. You stayed down here. You know, it's it's shaped long, and I'm looking at it from side to side. Not not counting the ceiling because we don't know how. T- I'm I'm imagining that the ceilings in the hallways or in the. Uh, tunnels are pretty tall because they're accommodating large chandeliers with the bones. So we'll we'll just take out height and just do the width of the ceiling or of the uh, tunnel across. I'm looking at my area rug, like my standard size area rug in the center of the room. And if my area rug was the size of Flint, yeah, it, it, this this tunnel would have to be double the width of my basement, and my basement is huge. Yep, which means this tunnel, and that's and that's just the basement, let alone the actual castle size. Like, is it, maybe they're just like caverns rather than rooms. Oh, in the Crave Chapters games, there's like pictures of the tunnels, and they're not they're not that wide. I, I'm having I have trouble picturing it. I hope that um I hope that when they do the movies, if they do the movies, that we'll get some some perspective there, because I the thing, the thing is right. So she she describes this dragon coming at her, and then she also describes later on Flint with just the claws. But then when the fight starts breaking out with Jackson, she goes, "Oh my god, he's turned into a full dragon." And I was like, "Wait, was he not a full dragon?" before are there d- and then and then i just imagined flint with tiny tiny like baby dragon wings just him <laughs> <laughs> well she said that it was a huge green dragon to begin with when it started that there was a huge green dragon flying at her which first of all if there's a dragon flying at me i'm not gonna tell you what the color is i'm just gonna say oh shit it's a dragon <laughs> like i'm not gonna uh, i'm not yeah. color color is not gonna play into that um I don't know. I it's almost like Tracy had originally intended the dragons to be able to take like maybe use different amount of energy to do different sizes, but that never reoccurs. Flint is a big dragon and we we get examples of that later in the books like more than one person can sit on these dragons. What's the most people that has sat, like, in any of the scenes that have dragons, what's the most people that have sat on one? Three? 
Yeah, I, th- I think that they all went on Flint somewhere. Yeah. So the whole group. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Do you, Do you also think that they're like Illyrian wings, where like they can just do wings? <clears throat> yeah, and also, does the size compare to something else? The wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> that wingspan well obviously not if Whoa, he a big dragon he a big dragon yeah i don't i mean that would have been a really cool thing to add in but none of the other shifter species well no that's not true because um some of the shifters there have been scenarios where it's just a wolf's head on a human body so i don't know i just never see it with the dragons the dragons never half shift they other than that one scene where flint just- has a claw yeah. Hmm. He definitely should just do wings sometime. Just, yeah, just flit with wings. Yeah. What? Would he, Surely that would be easier sometimes. Would he have to like? Does he need a special shirt? Do the <laughs> do the Alarians wear special shirts? They did. They did because she asks in Wings and Ruin when they're in that little tiny tiny like bed sit the little like bed and breakfast place um maybe it's not wings and ruin no it's not mist and fury it's uh, mist and fury they're in that tiny little bedroom and she asks how his shirt actually fits around the wings and he says that there are slats in the back oh, that the wings okay. poke through so that it would be ergonomical for any wing got it all wings are in different places Got it. I, I must have missed that detail. I know the chairs because that's a reoccurring thing, but the the clothing only came. It was literally mentioned like once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I we're we're getting off the handle here, but guys, feel free to message us on uh, Crave Series Aesthetic on Instagram and let us know what you think of just Flint with Wings. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Okay. So here here's another thing that popped up that i'm confused by um and and i love bringing these up with you guys because you guys often know the answers and you message us and you tell us so flint said that they knew leah killed grace's parents when the wolves smelled her and that was in reference to mark and quinn dragging trying to drag grace outside and they said something about how she what did they say about how she smelled like they said she um, that they could they could they could t- tell who she was when she smelled when they smelled her yeah there was something different about her that they could they could I detect we'll find the quote whilst you speak yeah it's in the earlier episodes uh if you go through our episode notes i think it's in like the second episode or third episode um but they knew Leah killed Grace's parents when the wolves smelled her, is what Flint said. How how did they know that Leah killed Grace's parents by the wolves smelling Grace? I'm con- Because that would be the reason why the wolves were trying to kill Grace. They said, she's got something going on, but I don't know what it is yet. Okay. I'm so con- I'm so confused by that line. They knew Leah killed Grace's parents when the wolves smelled her. 
Because I don't think they said that. I think they said that. I think that they said that they knew who she was by spelling her as soon as she came into the castle. Yeah, but Flint told Grace that they that they weren't sure at first, but then they knew that Leah was the one to kill Grace's parents when the wolves smelled her. He just revealed that to her when he was bashing her head in before he was about to kill her. It said. Uh, don't you get it? She killed your parents to get you here. We knew it for sure as soon as you arrived and the wolves got close enough to smell it. Still, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did they get? What did they smell? Because Grace's parents died a month before she came to Catmere, right? P. P. It, it was P. <laughs> she, it was, it was a territorial smell. No, I really don't know. Um, if you guys know, feel free to let us know if, if we miss something. But yeah, that's that that bugged me. I couldn't figure it out. Um, and look, I, I'm I'm just saying, guys, if I'm gonna kill someone, like if I'm standing there about to like bash their head in, about to choke someone out, like Flint was doing to Grace. I'm not going to explain everything to them before. I, you know, if you're going to die. You're not going to do the evil monologue. Yeah, like, here is exactly why I have to do this. Like, if they're going to die and take all that thought, all those, everything with them, you're only telling them so that you can go on with the rest of your life knowing that you told them. Even though that would be like taking a fire and adding a log onto it before you douse it with water to put it out like it's not <laughs> I, I'm, I'm siding with the bad guys here like trying to understand how they feel and the mechanics of them not saying that killing someone is right not saying that he's justified in any way however i just feel like it's kind of a waste of time it's, if, if if only leah said before her dying breath oh i would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your stupid just dragon thinking, yeah it's like yeah at some point, Grace needs to tell Jackson, let's split up and look for clues. Like, <laughs> just following every trope to try and get yourself murdered more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I also put, like, oh, if, if, if Flint, like, truly felt bad about having to kill her, he's not exactly doing it in, like, a nice, gentle, humane way. He just keeps smashing her head against a wall, pulling her hair, choking her like trying to drag his claws through her as a dragon like why why pretend that he's a human at all why go through that charade because he could have just taken her out for a walk in the grounds of catmere somewhere turned into a dragon killed her and then walked away because no one would have been there to tell on him for like pulling <laughs> letting the dra out of the bag um yeah he kind of I, I just I, he breathes fire he breathes ice he i mean he could he could flower her to death flower her i mean he could if he <laughs> if he either burned her to a crisp or froze her outside somewhere no one no one would have no, no yeah no one would have guessed that it was him yeah there's no dna it's not like you're gonna dna dna test the fire i know it was his fire like there's nothing there's no way to find out it, that would have been the more efficient way to to do it come on flint and if you get it and if you're getting caught for murder i mean letting her know that you're not human you're actually a dragon kind of is a bit of a, a drop in the ocean really 
Um, so I don't know why he was so concerned about that. And then all of a sudden he's trying to actually murder her with like pain involved. Yeah. Brutally smacking her face against the wall. And then choking <laughs> and was her. Like, look, look, I'm doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've said it multiple times and this is in our kind of in our spoiler topics. I, I don't know why I put it in our spoiler topics. It's, it's not a spoiler. I I just hate this whole scene with Flint. Um, Flint's one of my favorite characters. He goes on to be a fantastic character. And I just wish that they, I just wish Tracy wouldn't have included this particular part. I think that the scene would have been fine without Flint being a bad guy um, for, you know, the, that brief period. It just, I mean, it, it yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more on the spoiler section, but just let it be known that I really hate that we get this, fun charismatic super nice like actually transparent fun character who who we all really like right from the start and then and i understand that that's like how how the bad guy goes because leah was that person for a while as well but Flint Flint should have never been a bad guy, in my opinion. I he's he's still one of my favorite characters. But anyway, um, I have I have another question. What? Um, and it's a rather delicate question. Um, and feel free to say, shut up, Amber. I don't want to tell the podcast people. H- have you ever been choked in a non-sexual way? Um, hmm. Because because that that's entirely different. Like choking like violently is completely different to choking in the bedroom. Uh, um, n- no, not in, I was in MMA. I'm just trying to work so, out whether you could actually have a conversation with someone no. whilst being choked. No, 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 no. And I didn't think so. No. Um, so I was in, um, martial arts and granted you, you tap out when you can't handle it anymore. And usually, you know, right away that, okay, I, there's no way I'm getting out of this. I, I need to tap out. Um, but no, you can't talk, you can't really listen, you're not focusing on anything, and it happens very quickly. Especially if Flint is as muscular as, you know, they describe him to be. And she's really injured, like really, really injured. Yeah. She she's not given up this entire time. And I and I the, kudos to her. She's very much like uh you know those big Marvel Avenger film like battle scenes? I'm imagining her is the mouse running into a building that is like <laughs> it, like they've paid an extra to to put ah! their like pet mouse is like ah like there is absolute carnage going on but she cannot protect herself against any of it she's completely helpless um and no matter how strong she is of a character no matter how brave she is she will lose in a fight against them oh yeah absolutely um, and uh, yeah, like reading through this, it is an absolutely brutal scene because she's just getting pum- she's getting pummeled. She can't stop any of the the things that she's doing. And I mean, a little bit later, she said that she's just not going to go quietly and she's going to scream, even even if she thinks that stopping screaming will stop the pain because Leah is is hurting her in reaction to her screams. She's like, if it's the only thing I can do, I'm going to be as noisy as possible. Um, and that, like, that's, that, that comes from a place of, of bravery as well. But there was, there was certain things about the fight scene, like the being choked and then still kind of continuing to have a conversation with Flint, albeit choked up. (laughs) (laughs) 
um that that was just kind of it made me feel like oh like it was it wasn't then believable whereas up until that point i was like yeah everything that she's doing she's have she's helpless she can't do anything unless flint didn't like wasn't putting his heart into it like because he didn't i mean we knew that he wasn't yeah but at the same time you can't half-heartedly choke someone that's true yeah, I don't, like you're you're not gonna get either end result, and, and in fact, you're gonna ha- actually do more damage to the person if you do half-heartedly choke them, because they're gonna suffer with brain damage if you deprive them of oxygen long enough that their brain then actually starts like apathying. Apathying is that is that a verb? To apathize, <laughs> apathemans. <laughs> to Atro- yeah, At- it starts atrophying. Atrophying, not apathy. Apathy. Uh, Yes. Atrophy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I did did languages at university, guys. Degree well spent. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, if I could remove one thing from the series, it would be Flint in this dungeon. Honestly, I I would remove this. I, I love this series. I love Flint. He's one of my favorite characters. I would remove this entire this this part of because it, it the scene could have went on without it. But um, anyway, yeah. So she she let's see. Jackson busts down and the whole like <laughs> co- comes down like a dragon seeking missile. I imagine him. I loved that bit before where she's like, "Oh, you're in trouble now." Yeah, <laughs> like, she knew immediately who it was, and she was like, "Oh, I better, I better move." Yeah, um, he's in trouble. I pictured it like Jack. Okay, I'm setting the scene for you guys. Imagine Jackson is coming from a side corridor, right? And you've got the main corridor where Grace and Flint is, and he runs in. And slides sideways into the into the tunnel on his feet, but he's kind of like bent over in that twilight crouch. So he just slides in from the side with his face just like fixed on Flint. Like that's how I pictured it. And then he <laughs> and then he bolts forward. Yeah. Um but she's she's nervous about Jackson too, because Flint said something about Jackson being involved in this whole thing. So she's not totally you know trusting jackson and because of that she's like you know i'm just gonna go (laughs) and uh then we get my favorite line of this episode which was i beat back the sympathy and take a step away sliding along the wall in (laughs) the most unobtrusive manner i can muster and uh in the northeast we'd say or not northeast northwest sorry in the northwest we'd say oh let me scooch right past you there (laughs) <laughs> she was so just unassumingly moving away <laughs> yeah just, oh let me let me scooch right past you there do we have any opers listening do you say ope? ope. <laughs> so when flint said that jackson was involved in leah's plan did you believe her um first read through i didn't want to um, I thought maybe it was one of those things where he, ori- like, oh, he originally, that was part of the plan, but then he fell in love with Grace, and then he didn't want to <laughs> anymore, and he changed his, no, we must spare her. We cannot go through with the original plan. I love her. damned with the consequences. I knew to save her. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, I, I thought that it was Jackson is involved in the plan as in he is an integral part of her plan. 
Not that he's involved, ah, as in a an accomplice, a willing party. Yeah, he's involved as part of one of the ingredients in the plan. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a mate thing. And then, ah, obviously, okay, he went to the next scene, and I was like, ah, confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, and and then we end the scene and our our chapter. Oh, oh go ahead. Just like the next bit. The next bit, listen, Leah has, has found her. She She's crawling away. She's almost making it out. And then Leah's like, nope. Did you think you could run away? And I'm like, clearly she was not running. She was crawling away. Um, She manages to get her to her special room. By the hair. Back to the beginning. By the hair, yeah. And Grace is absolutely giving it all she's got on the way there. Um, And then Leah goes... The stars have aligned. I'm like, of course the fucking stars have aligned. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course the stars have aligned. When have they not aligned? When is it? Oh, well, the stars align in maybe about five years. It's always like, oh, the stars are aligning tonight or tomorrow, next Wednesday. We have until next Wednesday to get the stars to align. What? As someone who does not come from a pagan or witchy background... I have absolutely no idea what anybody is talking about. The stars. <laughs> so the, at the strike of midnight tonight. Yeah. I'm just, it just, oh. Can well, you never do that in your book? What, that the stars, everybody. That the stars aligned. <laughs> every, uh. every 6,000 years, the sun aligns with the moon. <gasps> and tonight is that night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really frustrates me. Really frustrates me. I, <laughs> I, I love Tracy and, and I love her books and this is like honestly one of the best series I've ever read. But Crave, that bit's just lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That one specific line, was re- I was ready to pack it in. <laughs> okay, so here's devil, Devil's Advocate here. What if all of that planning already took place? Maybe, maybe Leah knew all of this a year ago when Hudson died, she figured it out. And then all of the pre, like, because then we wouldn't see the full year of planning. It's just led up to this moment, but it could have been like a full year of planning for this specific night. Cause then it wouldn't be like, Oh, the stars just happened to align right now at this very second. It could have been like, tonight is the night that I have been waiting for, for a year since my lover died. Sure. Sure. Just one day, just one, one day in my life, I would like to read a book that said, shit, the stars aligned yesterday. We missed it. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, yes, this is the series I need to subscribe to. Where where are the pre-orders for the next 17 books? I am ready. I am invested already. And then the, let's, let's do this. And then it's them waiting like 10 years. The whole series yeah. is them waiting 10 years <laughs> uh, to be able to wait. And then they miss it. And then they miss it again because they, they they miss their train or something. Like, oh, I'd get behind that book. <laughs> real life. Real life in fiction. Let's do this. Like how many times have you gone, oh, there's a meteorite strike tonight. You've forgotten. And then you wake up in the morning. <laughs> and that is real life, guys. Amber, Amber, Amber loves that delayed gratification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Let's see. Yeah. So, uh, so all I had, all I had in my my head is, have you ever watched El Dorado? 
I have, but I don't. It's been so long. It, the 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 meme like stars not aligned, not a night. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I could think about during that scene. Was oh Kent stars not aligned. No, no, not tonight. <laughs> I uh I was I was laughing where Grace they get back to the room. Leah drags her back to the table, but. Grace like snags the spell book and rips a bunch of the pages out and burns them. And then my brain is just like, did you find a spell under the fire? <laughs> she asks calmly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't think that that was funny until I read your note <laughs> and then read the scene. And then I cracked up, especially as that was the end of our chapters. <laughs> I was like, well, what a thing to end on. <laughs> Did you plunge a spell out of the fire? <laughs> In the way that I, the way that I spelled it out. Fire. Da T H A spell into the fire. <laughs> what makes it funny is that was the last Harry Potter film I watched was the Goblet of Fire and I watched it ahead of going to that um the museum exhibition and um it was completely pointless I did not need to watch any of the Harry Potters to enjoy any of the exhibition in fact it was a disappointment that exhibition I was so sad Aww. um yeah it was it said an hour and a half to go around and I was done in 20 minutes well, if you went I through it like you went through Otherworld, where you just no, blast. no, no, we were waiting for families with like kids to move so that we could enjoy like the experience on our own because there was no one in there. Um, but yeah, tw- twenty minutes uh, to go round, and um, you you know the Niffler, yeah, the like platypus thing, yeah, and next to it they were like, uh, the Niffler was inspired by a magpie. I was like, what? Do- <laughs> what? Oh, I was be- like, no, no, it's, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Stop it. You're ruining my favorite film. I, th- I, thought, I thought he was like an echidna. <laughs> he was anything but a magpie. <laughs> the stealing. Yeah, but magpies don't really do that. Magpies just obsess over things that are new. Yeah. Not necessarily sparkly things. I was uh, just, I was disappointed. <laughs> They were like the little um, bow truckles, like little like stick insect kind of things. Yeah, they could have had an exhibition of stick insects, but no, they were like, "Here's a giraffe and how it licks ants off of leaves." <laughs> I was like, "What is this going on?" All right, are we ready for spoilers? We only have two. <laughs> All right, I didn't add any. <laughs> I know. I forgot that we were doing spoilers. We'll have to improv. Um, so. My my big thing that I want to know is Leah trank tranquilized. That's tranquilized. That's one of those words that my brain just doesn't like to say. Like I I can write it, I can say it in my head, but when my tongue tries to say it, I'm like tranquilized. Leah tranquilized Jackson. But what was her overall plan? Like, but well, what she didn't need him, did she? She didn't need him in. But if he in the thing, if he was tranked, and he woke up, mm-hmm. and Grace was dead, and Hudson was alive, Jackson would go absolutely like berserk, knowing that Grace is dead. So why? So would Hudson? Come on. Well, you know he would be distraught. You know, 
You're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think that he would be like, Leah, what the bloody hell did you do? Well, they hadn't <laughs> spent that that time together in in Grace's mind, though. So there wouldn't be the bond. Yeah, but I don't. I also don't think that Hudson really rated Leah that much in the end anyway either. So yeah. when when she brought him back, he'd be like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'd just leave her. How distraught would she be? <laughs> yeah, and Jackson would just end up killing her and probably trying to kill Hudson again. I just don't understand. I don't understand what the plan was overall. And would it have been a bit more of a perilous situation where her life was actually threatened? Right. Would she have just gargoyled herself anyway? Oh, my husband just brought me tea. I love you so much. Oh, Is it poison? I'm We're talking. Jealous. We just talked about poison tea and then you brought me tea. Is it Tetley? No. Don't drink it. What kind of tea is it? The kind I like. The kind I like. Thank you. It's it's bourbon. The lemon. It, no bourbon. Yeah, it's bourbon barrel, and it tastes like um, like you know when you have like a campfire and you get that like nice woody smell. That's what it tastes like. I like bitter, bitter things. That sounds awful. Oh, it's... you like bitter things, and yet you hate twiglets. Oh yeah, those taste like cat poop. Um, not that I know what cat poop tastes like, but they taste the way cat poop like smells when you're scooping it out of a litter box. Um, anyway, yeah, I just want to know what Leah's plan was in the like. Wouldn't it have been easier to? kill jackson not that i think that it would have been that easy but like it would have been easier to 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 like actually drug grace properly like she clearly didn't but i I just don't understand why she didn't try harder to just keep her drugged and then it would she would have just disappeared into the tunnels and just kept her drugged until the date that she needed when the stars aligned when the stars and then and then and then it would have been fine and she never would have fallen for Jackson and Jackson would have never fallen for her because he didn't do shit and it would have been the most boring book ever exactly <laughs> but it would have been successful <laughs> it would have been successful Hudson not not the book yeah not the book the, but, the book would have been a but, flop Leah's plan but it could have we could we could have listened we could have listened to the book from Leah's perspective Oh, I don't want to listen to it. No. He will love me. He will love me. Hey, you never know. You never know the inner turmoil that she's going through, thinking of that obsession, thinking she might actually hate him, but she cannot stop the thoughts of making sure that she brings him back. Yeah, because I'm sure he's got some, if that if his power is influence, I'm sure that there is some of that, like, I'm sure he drove it into her head, you know, there, there's yeah. there's i'm sure that it's more of like uh because i do feel for leah I've, I've said that on multiple episodes i feel for her because she is in love ja- uh hudson has the ability to influence i'm sure that what she is doing is not 100 her i'm sure it's some of what hudson has um you know put into her head before he died and her entire life since he's died has been obsessing over how to bring him back so and she obviously knew that Jackson and Grace were mated, right? Because that's why yeah. Grace had to die. But she left it so long that they then had, like, then Jackson thought that she was definitely worth saving. Whereas if she did it day one and she just disappeared, Jackson would have firstly thought, oh, she took my advice and left the school. 
And she would have been more compliant because she would have been drinking the tea. Yeah. Leah's just stupid. But Finn might have gotten... For all, the th- for all the forethought that she put in, her execution was pretty terrible. Yeah. Leah Leah doesn't win um, most creative student at Katmere Academy Award for the yearbook. No, and Finn doesn't win most secure headmaster. No, definitely not. He's like, oh, the student's killing each other, you know. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And there's no award system. There's no like 10 points to dragon door. (laughs) Door. Um, So like (laughs) no kids have got anything to actually strive for during the year. So they can just keep on killing each other. It's not like they're losing any points. That's true. Other than Ludares. But that's only the students who play Ludares. I'm saying they need an award system. Yeah. They've got to rebuild anyway because the whole thing was on fire. So maybe it will come with the renewing of the the, the, the building. That they'll, Wait, they'll the school insert, was on so. fire? Yeah. When was the school on fire? At the end of Covet? I right, didn't know it was on fire. Yeah, right at the end of Covet. Like all the kids would, were gone and everything was on fire. I remember the kids being gone. I didn't know that. I couldn't remember the school being on fire. Maybe that was a fever dream. <laughs> I think the school's just empty, Amber. <laughs> oh. Oh, maybe I need it. I needed it more violent. <laughs> Amber needed I, it I, to be on fire. <laughs> I don't care about the kids because we never met the kids, so I don't have any invested interest in the kids. But the school, god damn it, I love that school. I know. How dare you set fire to it? <laughs> I like that though. I like that it's. You know what I really hate is when you read a book and you get slammed with a million characters and you have to remember like what they look like and what their names are and who they're affiliated with and blah, blah, blah. blah. I like, I, I love that Crave did it nice and slow because like there are so many books, even reading, um, a court of thorns and roses. By the time I got to the politics of mist and fury, I'm like, who the hell are all these characters? But now like I am so invested. There is, I love every single character of that series. I love them all. <laughs> Every I I I am obsessed with all of them. Um and I think that that she did a great job of giving everyone that balance. But I also really respect Tracy for giving us characters in nice slow doses rather than just saying here's a bunch of people. Like it starts out with a very small close knit, you know, group and then a couple characters that don't matter right away, but then they matter later. Like like Cam yep. and Cole. You know, we don't get a big description of them until we need to know about them. There's also there's also characters that like you might not care about at the beginning. Um, like the prison cellmates, you're like, okay, cool. But then you develop a fondness towards them through the like trials and tribulations that they go through to get out of the Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum, Ethereum. And and then obviously they go their separate ways. And that because they disappeared from the storyline now, you feel that they're threatened. Yeah, you miss them. Remy, like, I'm ready for his story. Calder, I want to know what's going on with her. There's so- yeah. I mean. And, it, and if, the, if the story wasn't written well, you wouldn't really care that they had disappeared from the story. You would have been like, okay, they were just a cameo for that, for that scene, for that part of the book where they were they were in the prison they're now not in the prison so therefore these these characters aren't relevant anymore but no your brain starts going okay but where are they i need to know where they are are they safe yeah what are they up to right now especially remy when he's like no i'm gonna stay here it's just like no no (laughs) come with them 
<laughs> experience the world. Yeah. Um, and then I, th- I think I've said enough about the, the hating the scene with Flint, but my main beef with it is he's such a great character in the long run that I hate that we're given a sour perspective. And maybe this is the most, um, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a, a surface level thing. And maybe it's kind of, I wouldn't say a, sh- I wouldn't say that it's a, it's a shallow opinion and you guys are free to disagree with how I'm wording it. Flint is a fantastic breakthrough, rare, expertly written character in Crush. When we get him in Crush, he comes out to Grace as gay, which is amazing. It is an amazing scene. It is a scene where he really confides in her. I think that it comes off very natural because he's not, he's still nervous to share everything, primarily because he is in love with Jackson, but Grace is able to kind of figure it out. Um, and he's a black character, which we don't get a lot of them in fantasy, especially in major like roles. If we do get, you know, occasionally they will be sprinkled in, but it's never, they always add them in as like tropes. And I hate that. I get sick of that because it's, it's not fair. And, like when we compare back when Amber. And not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, when Amber and I were in school and like Twilight first came out, that was what we got from everything. And, um, even, you know, some of the characters in the Twilight movies, like Laurent, Laurent was not black in the books. Like they had to fight to, to make sure that there were some black characters in the films and i i don't don't quote me on this because i don't want there to be like a lynch mob out for stephanie meyer but i believe i've heard through the cracks that she actually fought about having laurent's character black because he was supposed to be white and she didn't she didn't want to have a um a black man play his role which i i can't remember the guy's name who plays laurent but i love that guy i think that he is a fantastic actor and i I, he's one of my favorite characters in the movies i think that he did a great job but you know it's you know when amber and i were in school which i'm almost 30 and amber is she's still got a year to enjoy her her 20s um we just, we didn't get that naturally. And we didn't get it in a way that was authentic. And we didn't do it, we didn't get it in a way that was gratifying. We didn't get it in a way that was, that was good for growth. And what I like. sincere and genuine. Yeah. Like we would go to school and then we were like, <gasps> those are the only black family that like, I like, and, but then I feel uncomfortable talking to them because they're the only black person there. Dude, am I only talking to them because they're black? And like, I, 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 uh, uh, whereas if it was just normal, we wouldn't have had that reticence, that like unwillingness to even have that conversation with them because we knew that they were normal and that there was nothing different about us. But because we hadn't had it from birth or just, it was just in our everyday life it becomes the the different thing. They're the black family. Well, and you and, and it's awful. And you went to a, a school in the UK, which your black populace is significantly less than it is in yes. the US. Um, I live in Ohio, and when I was in the third grade, I was the minority at my school. I went to a mostly black elementary school, and um, it it. And I went from an all white school, not in, it wasn't intentionally an all white school, but we just, I lived out in the county, you know, cornfields and it just, it was mostly like all the redneck kids and farmers kids that went to my school. And then I 
ended up moving into the city and started going to elementary school with a uh, primarily black student base. And I met some of my best friends there. I met some of my best friends. And it was so weird going, making that transition because up until that point, you know, being a very small child, I think I was nine, I had never met a black child, not out of, you know, any reason. It's just I didn't live in an area where there were a lot of black families resided. But it's one of those things where times have changed just so much in terms of progress just in the last 10 to 15 years that I want to see more of this. And what I didn't like about Crave was we got that amazing character that I immediately connected with that was written so authentically that Tracy didn't, you know, try to his his chocolate skin, his hazelnut, like she just said his brown skin. And that that is what we need more of. I didn't like that he ended up doing something so bad. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that- yeah, so heinous, but then also then turned around and he was actually a good guy. And it's like, oh, like if you're a bad guy, lean into it. But- Right. Like now we kind of have, we have a scene where we're like, oh, what he did was unforgivable, but now we have to suddenly forgive him. And I don't know how we're supposed to do that. Right. Cause in like, there's the moral part of me that's like, if this was me and someone tried to murder me and beat my head in and there was that malicious like intent, unforgivable. But Flint is a character that we must forgive because he is such a great character whereas for example i know that we have a lot of people who forgive you know they they talk about jasper with the twilight movies and uh twilight books and they're like you know we love jasper's character and yeah i love jasper's character jasper is a racist <laughs> jasper fought, proudly proudly fought for the confederate army that means that he is a racist that it, it doesn't matter if you like his character if he proudly fought for the confederate army he is a racist that is that's that's how it goes you can't you can't have both um i mean let's be honest all of the cullens are racist anyway the fact that they've segregated a native american colony from ever being on their land through a treaty because they're a different race to them well and in that i think it's more that the the quilluets in the books, God, guys, if you want to go donate to a cause, go to the, um, oh, what is it? Is it Get to Higher Ground? Um, just go to the Quilluet, uh Reservations website. They're trying to, because they didn't get any money for the Twilight movies other than the tourist money. And they're just trying to get their school out of the tsunami zone. Go donate to them, please. They're trying to get their school out of the tsunami zone because there's hardly any Quilluets left and they're in a danger zone and they just want to be safe. And it's very, very shitty that they have not received any money for this exploitation of, incorrect exploitation of their people. Um, but uh, that that aside... I can understand in the context of fantasy, not actual Quileuets, that the Quileuet tribe in the books wanted to keep, due to their legends, wanted to keep the vampires away from their people and their tribe. They wanted to keep the the dividing zone. So I do think that that was a mutual agreement made by them. Like, you can live on peace in peace in this side. Do not come on our reservation. I can understand that. But... I think that the writing itself, I I love Twilight for what it is and who I was when I first read it. If it was published today, 
it would not be an acceptable piece of literature. And I just told somebody today in the Twilight Sewer Posting group, for anybody who's a member of the Twilight Ship Posting and Twilight Sewer Posting, someone had talked about Crave being like knockoff Twilight. And I commented and I said, look, Twilight is better written. It is artistically written. It is written by someone who is very attuned to writing a paranormal type, you know, romance. Whereas Tracy, I think she was dipping her feet in the water with Crave and she got better with it with each book. Each book gets better. And I think that that's Tracy evolving as a writer. But someday my daughter is going to look at my bookshelf and she's going to say, mommy, I want to read a book. You know, what book should I read? And I don't know if I'm going to be able to recommend Twilight to her. Like if I do, I'm going to have to sit down with her and say, look, you know, this book is really cool. Um, I, I really enjoyed it when I was your age, but it comes with some disclaimers. The relationships that you see depicted are very unhealthy. Whereas someday I'm going to hand her Crave and I'm going to say, sweetheart, you are going to love this. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, we got, we got ranty in this episode, didn't we? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys though. Um, and, uh, we hope that through our discussions, even the ones that get more serious that, um, you know, it just it allows some perspective because I know that some of you are going to agree, some of you aren't going to agree, and it's fine no matter what you agree with. But I think that advancements in writing it, it is very important. Um, I am I'm very nervous about my very my first book. It's coming out on January 14th. It's called The Channel. You guys can uh, pre-order it now on Amazon and and Barnes and Noble and pretty much everywhere else books are sold other than books a million i couldn't get it in books a million but anyway um the channel i'm i'm a little nervous because my main cast of characters in the first book they're all white and i didn't do that intentionally it's just kind of how the writing turned out but my second i my second book has a black main character and i always get nervous when i read like a first book from a series because i never i don't think that anybody should be judged for their very first book unless something absolutely atrocious like comes from it you know what i mean like unless you can tell that they're trying to send a negative message i always try to be really open-minded with the first book of a series just because i think that writers make a lot of mistakes in their first book and um you know my first book i think that it opens up to a new world and my new characters where my main character in my second book iana she is going to be everyone's favorite like she is hands down one of my favorite characters to write um and i i just i hope that people don't judge my book the way that i see some people judge the first crave book because you can see that tracy evolves and learns and we should embrace people like that who who make a positive movement for change but maybe just haven't completely perfected like something like their writing style yet i Agree. <laughs> You're getting so ranty. I know. I'm sorry. Just I'm... me and my little like anxious shell. It's like, <laughs> please don't tell me off. <laughs> what if I write something? Please don't read my writing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's my fear. Is I do have in uh in in the channel. I've got uh Venus who is a big busty voluptuous. <laughs> she is. She is a very proud uh black merchant 
And I, one of my reviewers or one of my uh, editors, she said, you know, this might cause some issues in the future that your only black character is is so sexual. And I'm like, she is so proud of her sexuality. That's how she makes money off of stupid men who come to her table and look at her boobs in her corset and she drains them for everything that they're worth because she's good at it. I'm like, that's that to me is empowering. She is a very intelligent woman. But she's not my only black character. She's just one of the only ones in the first book because there is going to be there's hardly any characters in my first book. But yeah, I'm I I, I never judge my uh, series by the first book. Um, I did buy Throne of Glass. Did I tell you that? You did. Yeah. You did, and then you you said that your husband had bought you the series. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> she you jumped pipped the post. And you also asked me whether I read Assassin's Blade first or Thrones of Glass. I read Flows of Glass first. I read Throne of Glass first. Um and I'm, I was really not impressed by it. But then I don't know whether it was because I was reading it in such a disjointed way. Like I was reading it whilst jet lagged and at my maybe house. I just wasn't Yeah. Yeah, well yeah, it was just the fact that I was like maybe I just didn't give it the attention that it, it deserved. And reading on a Kindle is always, always different to reading on a, a, a physical book. I'm a physical a book. book girl. Yeah. Um, I love my Kindle. Um, it, it, it definitely saves space. Like if I had every single book, oh my God. Yeah. I would, I would be out like on the street. My <laughs> husband would kick me out. Um, and it, it does mean that, like, if I'm reading a series, I can download the next book immediately. It arrives mm -hmm. the same second and I can start it and I have no issues of waiting for it in the post or going out and getting one. So, yeah, I, I love my Kindle, but it's definitely really hard to um, follow your train of thought and follow follow the storyline because you can't just pick it up and and see whether where, where the page was um like you open it and then because it's a digital thing that's it's not much of your like brain can yeah remember where you were and you're like oh is this the same page and there have been a few times when i've pressed the page button and it's it's not worked so i've pressed it again and then it's jumped two pages ahead and my brain's like where am i i'm so confused yeah i'm i'm definitely a, a physical book person i'll read it um i assume you're gonna read uh Court of Frost and Starlight and Silver Flames, right? Yes. Okay. So I have now, because I, f I finished work now, I can read again. <laughs> Do Frost and Starlight um, before Christmas. It's so Christmassy. It's so fun. The whole thing is, it's a Christmas book, like for sure. It's okay. It's very, but I have, I have so many books that I need to read. Um, and I just want, I wanted to finish Crave because yeah. There is something in me that I need to finish and complete a book and I feel very unfulfilled right now. And I think it's because we haven't finished it. Uh, and I don't think my brain could take opening another book um, because I'm halfway through. Uh, I, st I started reading The Cruel Prince. Oh, I'm getting that for well. Christmas. I'm really into it. Good, good, good. Um, that's my next I'm one. Like, I'm really I'm really intrigued by it. It was a storyline that I wasn't so sure on because I've heard a lot of people mentioning it saying that they really didn't they couldn't get into it. They were too bored of it. It was a do not read it did not finish. Um but I'm really really interested and I'm really intrigued by the storyline. I'm quite far into it. I'm at 25 30% in. Um and I really want to finish it, but things just keep getting in the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> um because when I sit down and read, 
I want to sit down and read. I don't just want to read a couple of pages and then get up and do something else. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that over Christmas I'm at my least able to yeah to do that. Frost and Starlight. I, I'm glad that I waited to read it. It was I I could have not picked a better time to read it. It was so happy and. The Alarians have a snowball fight, and it's all our little bat boys having fun, and it's, uh, it's magical. But anyway, okay, off, <laughs> uh, we're so off topic, guys. Uh, well, fan polls and and fan questions. Um, yes, Amber asked those. Let me get my phone up. We didn't put them in the card today, did we? We didn't. Rats. Let's see. Okay. Rapis. Rappy. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so. That is the blood pee question. Let me hold on. I forgot you asked that. Okay. First question was, do you think you could have held your own against Leah and Flint in a fight? <laughs> what about you, Amber? Nah, I I'm not a physical at all. Um I mean, I would be very much like um, there's a bit where Grace is being dragged by Leah back to the room, the original room that she started out with. And she said that her brain had made plans and discarded them at least six times over. That would that would be me. That would be me going like, OK, I could do that. No, that's stupid. I could do that. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, like, I would be going through every single thing in my head possible to get out of it, like, as a scenario, as a as a, a simulation. I would go through, like, a simulation in my head of how it, how, how it would go down. Um, I'm quite good at interpreting what other people would do in situations. So I think that I would just be playing through each scenario in my head and ex- imagining what would happen in each case. Um and I would be using a, have you ever read any of those books of like the worst case scenario? And it's like, you you meet a bear in the woods. What do you do? Yeah. Do you A, punch it in the nose. B, run away. C, climb a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love those books. <laughs> um, and I would be going through like A, B, C. I'm like, how about H? <laughs> I'm like, I come up with so many different ways of getting out of the situation that, yeah. I think that I would overanalyze and then end up doing nothing. Um, I'm the kind of person that would sit in a conversation and then run through every single conversation I could possibly have. And then the person gets up and leaves before I've even (laughs) said a sentence. Well, my answer is just no. (laughs) Because I am just a wee person. You've done martial arts. Come on. Like, badly when i was like yeah do you reckon muscle memory would take over 17 i look here's the thing fighting for your life and fight sparring are not the same at all at all do you do you not do you not think that muscle memory would take over and you would know how to block and you would know how to like put them in a chokehold you would know your own strength you would know where to plant your feet so that you wouldn't be able to get knocked over i know none of that yeah i know i know how to kick them in the balls and run that doesn't work against leah no leah leah does not have balls poke 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 her in the areola (laughs) (laughs) well let's see i knowing me i'd miss as well (laughs) (laughs) well what do you think the audience said no yeah no it's 60 yeah 67 said no 33 said yes though 
Okay. So, I mean, that's, it's, that's rather optimistic, but sure. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm saying. I also think that stripping naked is always a good um, a good way of like disarming your enemy <laughs> as i've said i think i've said before like if you're ever if you ever have an intruder in your house the best the best way to scare them is to just get naked and run at them with anything pick up the first thing you find no matter how weird it is if it's a pot plant if it's a toothbrush <laughs> um that is the most terrifying thing to any intruder is a naked person running at them with a crazy expression and a random object from the house what if- because they have no yeah they have no idea what you've been doing with it Pick up a dildo. What if you? They're literally, <laughs> literally, the most terrifying thing you could possibly do is to run at them with a dildo. What if you're like that a? What if you're horrifying. like? A, what if you've got like a model body and like like big like you got like a breast doesn't matter breast doesn't matter augmentation. You pick, you're sexy as hell you, and you're running after them. Doesn't matter if you pick up a mop and run at me with a crazy face. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> exactly. What a toilet brush? Pick up a toilet brush. You know, just just go go for anything. The entire time I was in America, I didn't see a toilet brush. Do you have toilet brushes? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's just your house is really minging. We keep we keep it we keep it in the uh, in the closet. It stays in the closet. Why? Because <laughs> there's no room in our bathroom. It's so tiny. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. Just pick up something random and just run at them. And I think that not only would naked and running at Leah crazy look crazy, and she might you know pause for a bit. Flint is gay. He he might be offended by the sight of boobs. He might not want it at all. He might he might he might exactly. Yeah, he he won't want to touch them. And if, if he knows that he's got to pick you up and he's got to touch some 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 tiggle biddies, he might not want to. Because Grace so, Grace is a I mean the I'm she's a chunky girl. Yeah, I'm not happy with the uh, with the artistic depictions and renderings of Grace because I pictured <laughs> her to be a bigger girl. Yeah. Which is one of the things I liked about the story was that that Grace was a bigger girl. But okay. And then a second question that kind of goes off of that one is what would it take for uh, Flint to earn your trust again after he tried to kill you? We got a lot of really good, thoughtful responses. Um, one person said, save my life at least three more times. Then he tried to get me killed. Um, is that is that her price? Three three more. Three more. <laughs> Protect me from the apparent millions of students willing to kill one another. Um, one person said, "I don't think uh-huh. I can trust him again if he tried to kill me." But I don't know. It's Flint. <laughs> That's your normal normal reaction. Well done, human being. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like if it was real life. I would not forgive him, but because it's Flint and we get so much of his character that I like, you know, in the context of the story, yes. But in real life, if you try to kill me, goodbye. <laughs> I like I like the Espinosa family five answer. A fuck lot. A fuck lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an appropriate answer. Yeah, I like, um, I probably need him to respect my personal bubble until I felt, uh, until I could trust him and need him to tell me everything that happened. Everything. Yeah. A little bit of communication goes a long way. Um, <laughs> Apologize a lot and some chocolate would be a start. <laughs> <laughs> 
if someone tries to kill you, chocolate is not a good a good trade for forgiveness. That's no, not a good peace offering. Uh one person said just a real sorry is enough. I would I do not agree. No. I do not agree. That's not enough. How do you, how do you how do you know what a real sorry is and what it isn't? Uh, I mean, I've had some really um disguised genuine apologies which were absolute bullshit. Yeah, my my ex Clint beat the hell out of me and then called me later that night. I can't remember what happened. I I can't remember anything. I'm like, "Yeah, you shut up. Of course you do." Let's see. What would it what, what would it take for you to forgive him? Time. Um a lot of time and um not just me being able to have trust in him, but everybody around me who is more those at the school who are more intuitive than I am um, about because I mean, Jackson knew from the beginning, I would almost need Jackson. If Jackson is it was the first to be able to detect all of Flint's fuckery, I would almost need Jackson to be the one to say he's in the clear, assuming that I didn't have any paranormal like abilities of my own to be able to defend myself. I would almost need to rely on someone who is more powerful than me to be able to say, yeah, it's, it's fine. You're fine. I (laughs) would, (laughs) I would use Hudson and I would say, let's come up with the best way to get him back. But in a prank way, because my way of healing wounds is through laughter. And I think Flint is also that kind of person and I think the day that he actually is able to genuinely laugh and and not do that fake, like, <laughs> I don't know where I stand with you laugh, where he's actually able to let loose and realize that I have forgiven him, that'll be the day that I know that he he knows that we're okay. Because um, you can always tell what, what a genuine laugh is and what a fake laugh is. Because the smile never hits the eyes. And I think that I would use Hudson uh, as either like a way to like, get into his head and 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 do some silly things um or just give you know use him as a sounding board for some stupid shit um not those really crappy dad jokes though that's not funny that's that's no she needs to stop with those and she does thankfully um but yeah i think that i would i would heal my own wounds first because i i wouldn't feel so bad about the fact that I hadn't forgiven him as that I hadn't forgiven myself for not seeing through it. Um, and I would be very distrustful of everyone from then on. So I think I would just need to be comfortable with myself again. And I think that is through making jokes and being silly. Um, and that, and that's probably how I would heal those wounds. Yeah. I just found in um, Dragon Court what Flint actually says during his big apology. It's in the bonus chapter, but he says, um, I want to start over, I tell her. And watching the sunrise over a sleeping Manhattan seems like the perfect place to do it. And Grace says, start over. And he said, you and me, I sigh. You're my best friend, Grace. And I was an asshole, a total fucking asshole, to do what I did to you when you first got to Catmere. I still can't bring myself to say it, can barely bring myself to think it without drowning in guilt and horror. I was hoping we could. And then she says, like, let bygones be bygones. He says, I'm not optimistic. I guess I just, I'm making a mess of this. I had it all planned in my head. But, and then basically Grace just kind of starts over. She's like, I'm Grace Foster. I'm a gargoyle. 
but basically have no idea what that means. How about you? He says, I'm Flint Montgomery, dragon shifter extraordinaire and total jackass. And then they are okay. Yeah. Just like, okay, you're going to fly me up to the top of the tower. You're going to feud me this. Especially if Grace wasn't aware that, of like her gargoyle powers by then. Like, I'm like, okay, let, let's have some fun together. But you have to be part of this companionship to heal together. Um, so let's fly together. Let, let's go and throw marshmallows off a roof and see if you can catch them in mid- midair and stuff like that. Like, I would heal through laughter. Yeah, more, like, um, fun friend dates together. Like, yeah. you are at my whim. Um, We're going to spend time together. Which he was, I mean... They have that bond together where if she said, let's do this, he would totally do whatever she wanted to do. He was eager yep. to spend time with her. Because I, I think the the hardest part of um, building a friendship back up together is when the other person doesn't know where they stand with you. And I'm very much the person where I wake up in the morning and I've already forgiven you. Even if I'm trying to show you that what you did was unacceptable and it would be unforgivable in any other person's books, I am so lenient and I am so for, like forgiving that I would want them to know, look, just because I am okay with you now doesn't necessarily mean that you can do it again. Right, or that I've forgotten. Um, yeah, but you still need to make up for what you've done in in memories that will override the bad ones. I have a theory, or not a theory, I have a way that I live by with everybody. You get one fuck up. Relationships, family, friends. I And, you know, you don't say that to them. You don't, like, you don't start dating someone and be like, okay, you are entitled to one fuck up if you... If you <laughs> Here's the coupon for one fuck up. You get, you get one... Yeah, if you tell them that, then they'll be like, oh, cool, I can get... Is this, can I use my coupon on this? You know, you don't, you don't tell them, but after something happens, you sit down with them and you say, that, that was your one. Everybody's entitled to one and you just spent yours. Yeah. After that, you don't get another one so am am i on strike one yet no (laughs) yay yay now amber's gonna be like "Ooh, how can i use my next one yeah all right how can i pretend that i've used the next one as well whilst also keeping her giggling because she's gonna think oh is this it is this it and i'm like psych it's not (laughs) yeah i don't think uh, i don't think that there's anything that especially when you live in the uk like you're not gonna come egg my house you're not gonna even if you did, I would send send a poo for your dog. <laughs> yeah, really, the flaming dog. Let let a let letterbox shit. <laughs> um, now that we're we're completely off the rails, are you ready for our bonus question? Yes, yes, I am. All right, Amber posted serious podcast question. Which would you rather have fifty gallons poured over you of? That was a weird way. <laughs> Poured over you. I tried. Up. You you kept talking and I couldn't form a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> All right. 50 gallons of pee or 50 gallons of blood. Did you look at the answer or do you want to guess what they said? No, I haven't. What do you think they said? But is it unanimous? <laughs> no. Oh. Yes. It is unanimous. Yes. 100% on one way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the blood then. It is. 100, 100% said blood. That is, you know, you know, like it obviously makes sense in your head because you would rather that. 
Yeah. But you can't ever imagine that every single person that's seen the question would go down the same route as you because you're like, but surely some people would go down there like, you, I have like a blood issue, like not a single like hemophiliac or nope. or a person that was like, is it hemophobic? Here's the thing. Most of our audience, most of our listeners are- That's a good point. Are, good point. E- are either um, female or- were born female and menstruate and blood is not really or love vampire fiction (laughs) blood's not really an obstacle for us we see it once a month you know it's yeah i don't see very 50 gallons come on yeah i mean if you would have said 50 gallons of pee or 50 gallons of mysterious menstrual blood then it probably would have maybe been a little bit more because if it's mysterious and i don't know where like ooh. Yeah, I think it's the, that there's no specificity. It's just pee or blood. It's not like cow pee or lemming blood. So anyway, <laughs> lemming blood. Well, so I, I so I've googled um, how big is fifty gallons because obviously it's a completely different um, unit of measurement to what I use. Cinnam- a gallon is what milk comes out. It's a bit the biggest what, thing in milk. That, that, no, no, it doesn't because here it, it's in pints. Um, and it's apparently it's one point two bathtubs. So would you would you bathe bathe in blood or would you bathe in piss? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be blood. My answer isn't going to change. Oh, not changing it. Okay, that is my final answer. If if I see one person voted for pee, uh. I'm going to look and it's going to be your profile. I know it. <laughs> Sharp! That was I was gonna do it. You were gonna do it just to just to. Is that my, is that my one coupon? That's your, that's your one. That's your one fuck up that you're entitled to. Oh God! All right, guys, this has been one hell of an episode. I think we're almost to like an hour. <laughs> on and that note, on that note, guys, there's a giveaway going on right now on our Instagram. Uh, you can find us by searching at Crave Series Aesthetic on Instagram. All you need to do is post a photo of this podcast screen, whether it be a photo that you take of your computer screen or a screenshot from your mobile device. As long as you can show us that you are listening to the podcast, post that to your Instagram timeline and use the hashtag uh, Crave Podcast Christmas so that we can find it. We're going to announce the winner in next week's episode, which will be on Wednesday the 28th. Yeah. And you're going to win some fabulous prizes, including our Luder's Coach hoodie with the gargoyle wings on the back. Super cool. You can't get this merch anywhere else because we do not sell it. You can only win it. And so far, only one other person um has that hoodie because we've only done one giveaway so far so make sure that even we don't have it i have one i have it but the zipper is messed up remember (laughs) so we're not offering it with the zipper you never showed it to me we never (laughs) there's so many things that we just never did when i was at your house one of which was see um edward cullen's coat I know. And the other, I wouldn't even wanted to sniff it. And the other thing was to show me the Luder's coach jacket. Yeah. Oh. I know. Bum. It, it, I, that's where we're not offering it with a zipper anymore because the zipper, I mean, I'm sure that it was just a fluke, but I don't want anybody to get their hoodie and, and the zipper be messed up. So we're, we're doing them no zippers. Um, unless for any reason you have a disability where you need it to have a zipper. Um, I know that 
some people, if you have like um like an ostomy bag, you might prefer to have the zipper and that's fine. Just let us know if you need the zipper, but we're, otherwise we'll offer it without the zipper. And I think that we can go up to 5X for the hoodies. Sure. I think so. I think it's 5X. You're saying you're saying a lot of things in this episode that I'm just like, you're just, yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. We, I think so. We'll have to check with our supplier. But anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, tune in on, I believe, Christmas Eve. We're going to be posting the next uh, Cat Mirror Academy ASMR on our YouTube channel. Look for Crave the Book Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel for that because those only post to YouTube. And um, have an awesome, awesome holiday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>